This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Carolina with the man advantage. Sabres cuddling kill. Needs a stop here. They won't get it. Maher gets the second of the game. Let it go from between the circles. And it's 3-0 Carolina. 12 seconds into the power play. Sebastian Ajo, a.k.a. Sabre Killer. His second goal of the night. That's the game winner. Just 106 into the second period. That put Carolina... Up three to nothing. They go on to win six to two. That's your NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel, a uh, another Saturday night disaster. How about last week? The loss in New Jersey? Well, I mean, this one obviously maybe didn't start as poorly. The Sabres were okay for the first 15 you know, minutes or so, and then they gave up two quick ones. Just the two quick ones like they did the other night in St. Louis. It's like not being ready to go after even giving up a goal right away. That's been kind of a pattern this year. Uh, they gave up two in a minute ten span, and it's two to nothing, and it felt like they were in trouble uh, from that point, and they were. And then Ajo scores the goal that you just heard there to make it three nothing. Uh, the, the spot maybe where the Sabres could have gotten themselves back into the game uh, they get a power play down 3 nothing, and then a 5-on-3 for 49 seconds, and then that f- it's the four-minute high-sticking call. So they've got an extended power play beyond the 5-on-3. And the best chance is an Olofsson shot that hits the post, and then there's really nothing more after that. Had Buffalo score there to make it 3-1, I'm not saying that I'm not having, you know, I'm not saying that I'm having a different conversation here about the state of this team. But in terms of the game, they score there to make it 3-1. There's more than half of the game left, you know, again, Maybe it's not as disastrous as it feels here at the end of the night. But then Carolina scores two more before the period's over. It's 5 nothing after two. And, uh, you know, that's where the disaster sets in. The Sabres do end up winning the third uh, with two goals, but uh, it ends up a 6-2 final. 
and Buffalo's now 10, 12, and 2 as they have lost two consecutive games after maybe playing one of their best games of the season against one of the best teams in the NHL, the Rangers, on Monday. Then they go to St. Louis and a weird game where, you know, they play really well offensively but give up six and lose. And then tonight is just a disaster. I mean, just, again, they started better, still didn't score to get a lead, but uh, then it was just, you know, all downhill from that point on. Late first, the rest of the way. I mean, the Canes pretty much did what they wanted to. Special teams is killing this team. The power play, which was a staple of last year's resurgence uh, to get their offense to be one of the best goal-scoring teams in the league, has been awful. 0 for 5. I just mentioned the spot in tonight's game where maybe it could have helped. But, I mean, this is a season-long trend. And Tage Thompson's been hurt for some of it, and that definitely makes them weaker for sure. But he played for a month plus while that power play still struggled. And tonight is just another example of many during the year. They get no jump off of it. They get no spark. If they're down in games, you would think, okay, here's a chance to get back into it. They can't. Or if, you know, an opportunity to put a team away, they can't on the power play. Or when the game's tied, can they take the lead? Nope. Even can they just have two minutes of constant pressure just to feel like maybe they're, you know, quote, getting back to their game, Sabres hockey. They can't. It's been bad all year. And, you know, the Sabres, we know, um, have had some real issues on the power play this year. All right. um, Paul Hamilton, uh, on his way into the room here, we'll be getting uh, interviews coming up. Uh, Evan, just to, just to give you a little uh, note here, Paul says check Dropbox for interviews. So let's, we'll just do a little communication there. So uh, when those interviews are coming in, we'll get you for it here. Uh, while we wait here, let's get some final stats in. Brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. All right, shots were all Carolina. The, rest, the, the first period was 10-7, second period 11-7, third period 15-9. And that ends up 36-23 to 23 in favor of the Canes. Power plays. Hurricanes 2-for-2. Two two, and they only had 32 seconds of power play time the entire night. And Buffalo 0-for-5. Including a 5-on-3 for 48 seconds. Comrie takes the loss. 30 saves. As the Sabres fall 6-2. to two. Your three stars. Tara Vinen, star number three. He had a goal uh, and an assist. You've got Burns with an assist, his 600th. So and that's probably why he was star number two. And then, of course, Sebastian Ajo, amazing player. He burns the Sabres. Ajo now in 18 games against Buffalo has 15 goals, 13 assists for 27 points. Tremendous numbers against Buffalo. Sebastian Ajo is the electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. The attendance at PNC Arena, 18,797. Sabres will be right back at it tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against Nashville at KeyBank Center. Uh, I'll have the pregame at 6 uh, right here on the Sabres radio network. All right, uh, at this time, we are going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship station, here in Buffalo. More of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. We'll get some locker room interviews. Don Granado, uh, Paul Hamilton all coming up here. We'll update you on the scores, standings, and uh, get some calls in at 803-0550. Final score from Raleigh. Carolina 6, Buffalo 2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Peyton Krebs on the left side comes up with it. Try to go cross ice for power. Carolina all over that one. The intercept. And now it's Ajo with a partial break to the net. Comrie makes the save there. Dan Dunleavy there on the call with your save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers to see the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. 6-2 Carolina, the final. So we welcome you back here to the Upstate Honda dealers postgame. Brian Colesdale with you. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I guess I'll say a, a slightly even game through the first 15 minutes, and then Carolina scored and then scored again a minute 10 later, and it was all Canes the rest of the way. Um, you know, you wonder here, how long can this go? with the inconsistency before if there isn't already a push to maybe try to shake something up. I don't think it'll be a coaching change. I know there's already a lot of social media push to say like, do the Sabres have the right coach? Like, I don't think we're at that point. I'm not saying the discussion is not worthy of being of, of have of having. I'm saying that, uh, the Sabres just gave an extension to both the GM and the coach in the off season. So I, doubt that we're at that point had there not been an extension given I think maybe the conversation could be at a different level but because there's money and there's term and there's contract involved uh, I think right now that discussion is probably uh, you know still maybe not to be taken seriously I'm again I'm not saying it's not warranted Don Granado has not gotten the best out of his team this year in almost uh, I, and I think it's fair to say the majority of of these games, the team has not come ready to play. Tonight, I would say, whatever, they were they were even with Carolina. But they have not been good. The power play's terrible. It has not gotten better. The signings in the offseason, the, the main two, Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton, have done essentially nothing on the ice. Eric Johnson, I'm sure, has value in the room. Uh, Connor Clifton has been a bust. And he, again, was awful again tonight. And 
you know, for now, I still think probably, and I know tonight's another rough night to say goaltending to, hasn't been a big piece. I think goaltending, as far as listing the problems of this team, is probably down the list. Um, and Lukanen maybe has been a, a somewhat pleasant surprise. But either way here, this team that was so good at scoring last year, at times the top scoring team in the league, they are not dangerous to anybody on offense right now. And I know Tage Thompson is out. That's a piece of it. But, man, some of the numbers from last year to this year, pretty just, you know, incredible. Their goals last year, they ended up finishing, what, third? Over three and a half a game this year. They're under two. They're in the bottom ten. All the other numbers, the scoring chances are down. Shots are down. You know, the passing's terrible. The zone possession time is way down. Um, Want to thank uh, Megan Sheka on Twitter for some of these offensive stats this year versus last year. She's got some good stuff. Goals per game last year, 3.57, third in the league. This year, 2.96, 22nd. Shooting percentage, last year 5th, this year 16th. Scoring chances, last year 12th, this year 28th. Shots on sh- uh, sorry, offensive zone passes completed. where they're t- they, they're, Their passing is terrible this year. And the stats back it up. They were 8th last year, they're 29th this year. Possession time in the offensive zone, they were 3rd last year, they're 26th this year. I mean, I think... Megan, nice job with those with those stats. I think uh, I re- I think I retweeted that earlier today. If you want to get that at Brian WGR, but uh, yeah, I think that's you know all these are what our eyes are seeing. All right, we'll get locker room interviews coming up in a moment. But while we wait, let's grab some calls here at eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll go to Chip first here on the post game. Hi, Chip. Go ahead. Hi. How are you? Good. Um, absolutely pathetic. Uh, what's going on the ice at times? Uh, the lack of uh, motivation I see with the feet not moving and, you know, doubting themselves on plays, too much passing at times. It's just, it's absolutely pathetic to watch this. Um, Do I believe that the coaching change needs to be made? Absolutely. Um, You know, this season is still young, still early, and before it slips away, uh, they need to do something. It's, I mean, they need help. And either uh, Adams is going to get them help or a coaching change is going to get them some help. I don't know what's the the remedy for it, but they definitely need help. Thompson Thanks, Chip. I appreciate guy. it. Yeah. yeah th- I, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I, I agree. Thompson's one guy. It's a big player, but – in hockey, even your you know your your best forward still is only playing a little over twenty minutes, so they've got a lot of work to do. And at some point here, if Kevin Adams just kind of sits here and does nothing, um, the the fire that and and the venom the fans have right now are going to turn to him for sure, because he didn't really do much in the off season. His two biggest moves both look terrible right now. And you know I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying Eric Johnson is the reason they're losing. I'm just saying like. It's, it wasn't an add-on. Again, he has value in the room. I'm sure he does. Connor Clifton's been a big bust. He added nothing elsewhere. To just hope that everybody would continue their growth, like that was a risk and a calculated risk, and it's has not gone very well at all. Let's grab another call, then uh, we'll see if we can get some locker room reaction. Let's go to Ryan next here on the postgame show. Hi, Ryan. Go ahead. You're on the radio. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say um, I do agree with the other caller about Don Granado. I do do think we need an upgrade in goaltending besides UPL. If we're not going to play Comrie as much, we need to look elsewhere, maybe in a trade. I don't know. The defense is bottoming out completely. Um, I even look at Samuelson with the way he played tonight. He was pathetic. I mean, he was just really bad 23 all over the, all, all over the place. All right, Brian, thank you. We have to go live to Carolina, and here's Sabres head coach Don Granato. basically says that you were a soft team. Well, we, we certainly needed to compete harder from the drop of the puck, and the problems are going to be complicated. It was a bit more competitive, especially out of the gate, um, than you are. Uh, we knew tough building, team that's on a roll, team that's very experienced and good, and we didn't, uh, we didn't come out with a high enough compete level. And you, you were in the game for 15 minutes. Is the biggest surprise it just unraveled once they got a goal? Yeah, well, evident of, of Dylan's comments, you can see the frustration. So uh, you can, you can, you know, there's going to be frustrating moments and frustrating things, but uh, you can't play frustrated. Uh, we, again, Mike, very simple. We, we didn't compete to the level we needed to. Um, and that's... Uh, a lot, a lot can get complicated when that's not the case. When, what's going to happen to be able to get the compete level to where it needs to be? How, how do you get it there? Well, it's, you keep pushing, and, and it's the consistency. It's in spurts. Obviously, you know we're in a situation here where you're, where you're missing guys, and that means other it's opportunity for other guys to step up. I mean, you know, again, Greenway goes down early in that game. Um, there's there's lots of opportunity for guys, and obviously, when a team. Uh, you know, when we've been as inconsistent as we are, there's opportunity. So there's plenty of incentive for guys in the room to uh, to elevate, and uh, that's what needs to happen. Eric, Eric didn't think it was his best game. He said, I need to make some saves there to help the team out. He said maybe if he, ma- he made a couple of big saves, the whole thing's different. How did you feel about his performance? Yeah, I think Eric is uh, maybe protecting some teammates and, and, and the team itself. Um, you know, again, we... we our challenges and, and issues were, would have been resolved with a greater compete as as they have been. When we've played really well, when we've won games, we've we've outcompeted our opponent. Um, and tonight uh, we didn't bring that with any consistency. We had far too many, far too few spurts and too too much gap in between. How discouraging is it that you've had a number of these games in the last month or so? Yeah, I, I mean. I don't like the record. I don't like the, nobody likes to lose, obviously. But uh, as far as being discouraged, this this group here uh, can do it. I, I, they'll they'll they've they'll get to greater consistency. Like I said, there's opportunity right now for guys because of absence of other guys, um, and, and those you know the group the group has to step up to compensate. Uh, it's a challenge they have to take on, and and. Um, I think we'll be better because of it, but uh, we have to look in the mirror on the compete, and, and, and that will help us, have, obviously, as we get healthier, but help us outright right now. And so it's within the capacity. Um, it'll, it'll, this group will do it. They did it last year, but what makes you think we haven't seen it in 24 games? What makes you think it's going to come this year? Lots of lots of things, Mike. Lots of little intangibles. First of all, the the, the appetite they have, the commitment they have, the the drive they have. 
um, you know, they, they are, they, they, they aren't, they will elevate, they will, they'll take this game and it's, 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 it's a game you'd love to play that team again tomorrow and you play the, play the situation tomorrow, we've got another team tomorrow and, you know, you've seen our group, they, they, they tend to elevate, um, unfortunately, um, they, they didn't, uh, the other team set the bar tonight. Um, higher, higher than we did for the most part, um, held it pretty consistently, and that, that's the biggest thing. We get that down, obviously, um, it solves a lot of problems, like I said. Thanks, everybody. Don Granado in the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, we'll get to your thoughts here in just one moment. Sabres fall 6-2 to two the final. Don Granado and our Blue and Gold Locker Report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org. Okay, let's go back to PNC Arena. Bring in Paul here. Paul, we're going to hear from Dylan Cousins and Eric Comrie in just a moment. Um, Obviously, from what we're hearing there from the line of questioning, the locker room wasn't happy with the result. Yeah, Dylan Cousins pulled no punches. Unfortunately, I had some technical problems. I didn't get Kyle Oposo, but I got the other two. And, uh, yeah, he pulled no punches. He said, we're too soft. We play soft. We get thrown around. He, he said we, we don't compete, and uh, you know he, he just said it has to be it has to be better, and he's absolutely right. Um, I don't know what gives Don Granado the thought that this is going to get better. I don't see it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I know we're going to do a roundtable, but um, I just don't see it. I don't see this team getting better. It's gotten worse. A lot of people have regressed. You're 24 games in. And there's just no improvement. Every now and then they throw up a pretty good game, but not enough. And uh, we've gotten a good sample of the season now, 24 games and a lot of games. We're not talking about five games. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things to talk about, Paul. I know we'll probably save it all, almost all of it for tomorrow's pregame. Um, but, I mean, I guess they were even with the Canes to start. But that quick unravel, two goals in a minute 10. We saw the two goals quick the other night against St. Louis. And they cannot make any errors because it seems as though every time skilled players on the other team get an opportunity, they always take advantage against Buffalo. Yeah, for 15 minutes they competed, and that was it. They thought it was a 15-minute game. And after that, then two goals went in the net, and that was the end of the compete. That was the end of them. There were a lot of casual plays being made out there, a lot of mistakes, and not enough passion in the game, and not enough good hockey, to be quite honest with you. So, uh Unfortunately, Brian, I do have to leave, <laughs> but we've got we will have a chance to get on this uh, tomorrow, uh, starting at uh, six o'clock. Okay, Paul. Thanks. Have a safe trip back. We'll talk to you tomorrow at six. Okay. Take care, guys. Okay, Paul Hamilton in Raleigh. Yes, he's got to get on the plane. Team coming back tonight. Nashville tomorrow at seven. All right, we're going to get to some more calls. If you're on hold, stick there. Eight oh three oh five fifty. I know we got a lot of fans that want to talk. I got a lot of t- tweets to read too. You can send me those at Brian WGR62 Carolina. But Dylan Cousins, very open in terms of his thoughts and frustration. Let's go there first uh, in the locker room now. Here's Paul's just discussion a few minutes ago with Sabres forward Dylan Cousins. Yeah, um, you know, I felt like we had a good start right away, and then I make a mistake on the face-off, and it's in the back of the net, and then all of a sudden we're down a couple of goals just like that. So, um, 
you know, we found ourselves down a lot to start games, and it's it's tough to chase like that. And uh, we know we need to be better for right from the start and, and play full 60. There was a lot of pushback in St. Louis every time they scored a goal. You guys seemed to have a good shift. There wasn't that really there tonight. Is that one of the biggest frustration parts of this game? Yeah, I mean, they, they play a, a very tough game. It's tough to get anything going against them. And uh, I think, um, you know, there's times we tried to get it in behind them, but we're just not connected on the four checks. So they break it out easy. And then, you know, we get hemmed in our own zone for a couple minutes at times. Um, you know, it's just, it's not acceptable by us. We know we need to be way better. And, uh, you know, we can say that all we want, but it's about time we go out and actually do it. The compete level definitely was there for 15 minutes. It was high. But it just seemed like after the two goals, it seemed like it dipped again, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said before, I think we had a good start. And then one mistake, it's in the back of the net. And then, you know, there's more goals. They just keep coming and they gain momentum. And, you know, it's a tough rink to play in. And, um, you know, they gain momentum fast. And, uh, you know, we got to be able to bounce back and forget about that goal quick. And, uh, you know, just keep pushing. How much do you feel? How much do you feel the answers are in this room? And how much do you guys need some help? We know the answers are in this room. Um, you know, we, we dominated many games last year, and uh, we haven't quite found that yet. And, um, you know, we don't have that offensive swagger we had last year where, you know, uh, we're just going to go out and score score goals. We're not going to wait for them to make a mistake. We're going to make our own scoring chance. We're going to make something out of nothing, and that's that's what we did a lot last year, lots of, lots of goals off the rush and lots of goals out of nothing, and we haven't quite found that yet this year. And... Um, it's frustrating for sure. Um, yeah. Do you guys need to get angry as a group? Yeah, um, I think we definitely play way too soft. Um, we're too easy to play against, and we need to get a little fu in our game. I think um, we had more of that last year. Uh, and we we're way too soft this year. Um, I feel like we don't kill plays. We kind of get bullied and stuff. And um, you know, we need to be way harder to play against. We're way too easy to play against right now. How does that change? Just, um, you know, we need to be, we need to go in and, you know, look at each game like this is our game. This is, this is our game to win. We're not going to give you guys a chance. We need to finish more checks, be harder to play against, stronger in puck battles. We need to kill plays in the defensive zone. And, uh, you know, we just, we got to be way harder to play against. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay. There's Dylan Cousins. Didn't hold back. Interesting comments there for sure. Sabres fall 6-2. to two. We'll get to more calls here coming up in a moment at 803-0550. Okay, Cousins said the right things for sure. We'll get to that in a moment here. We've got to pause 10 seconds here as we get into the 10 o'clock hour for station identification. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Brian Colziel back with you on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Carolina wins at 6-2. to two. A disastrous night. Back-to-back Saturday nights, the Sabres uh, probably their worst two outings of the season uh, with what happened last Saturday in New Jersey, this Saturday in Carolina. They're back at it tomorrow against Nashville. Uh, we are going to tomorrow have a special roundtable on our pregame show, uh, 6 o'clock start at KeyBank Center. So hope you can tune in then. Uh, instead of our normal kind of pregame player interviews, we're going to set up a roundtable, talk about the state of the Sabres right now. We just feel like that's what fans want to hear. And uh, we hope that you'll tune in tomorrow at 6. So uh, we'll have that for you then. But Dylan Cousins there, I mean, says, quote, I definitely, uh, I, I think we definitely play too soft. We need to get a little, you heard the uh, expletive that I'm not going to read right now. In our game, uh, we get bullied and stuff. We are way too, play, way too easy to play against right now. 
I think he's right on. Now, that's good. Okay, they're aware. It's not like they don't know what we're all seeing. They're aware. Cousins definitely, to me, like he's one of those guys in the room that if it's going to get solved by the guys in the room, I feel like he's one of them. But now, as we have heard for a decade or more, there's a lot of times that after games that has gone south that this team has said the right things, but then, you know, come out and then after a game or two, it, it's all forgotten and it's disappeared again. All we can see is now what's going to come to four, up next here for the next week. They have four games in the next six days. Three of the four are at home. Three of the four they, I think, should win. You have Nashville, who the Sabres, I think, are better than. You have Detroit, who's a team that, at the very least, you should be even with. And you have Montreal, who is much, I think is much worse than the Sabres. They have a Bruins road game in there. Okay, fine. Like, whatever. I, I think the Sabres need to be, at the end of this next week, for me to be, you know, quote, back on board after hearing what happened tonight with Cousins or watching this team tonight. Like, okay, go win three of four next week. Win the three home games. Actually establish that you actually can do something in your own building on home ice. This team has been horrendous. Not only last year, but just in, the reason they missed the playoffs last year, one of them was because of how bad they were on home ice. This drought, we know the team's been bad, but one of the things that's mind-boggling is how bad they are at home. In front of their own fans. It seems like, too, a lot of times these games where fans are like, okay, we're back, we're believing, big one tonight, they lay an egg at home. Just these home games have been really bad. You have three home games starting tomorrow with Nashville, Detroit, and Montreal. I think you got to go 3-0. and I really do. Salvage what has been this really bad rut here right now. I agree with everything Dylan Cousins has to say. The question is here, will we get it? a response on the ice. They are without Tage Thompson right now, their best offensive player. I understand that. While there, while there may be inconsistencies here in their scoring because of him, I'll even give them a little pass on that. For the power play to be as horrendous as it has been for now two and a half straight months, that is not all on Tage Thompson being absent. And for them to, as Dylan Cousins says, play way too soft, get bullied, way too easy to play against right now, that doesn't have anything to do with Tage Thompson being hurt. Okay. That has a lot to do with the guys in the room and the, and the head coach of this team not getting them ready to play. For sure. And you know what? For us to have a discussion about whether the Sabres have the right coach or not, like we probably should be having it. But Terry Pagula just gave an extension to the GM and the coach, and we know what that means. That means because of term and because of money, the discussion that maybe needs to be had is not going to be had. Or at least I'm going to say, even though it should be maybe, it's not going to be taken seriously because we know it's just not going to happen right now. Rightly or wrongly. Just because you just gave him an extension. 6-2 Carolina. Let's go. Uh, we'll hear from Eric Comrie in a minute. But I know we got a lot of people on hold. Let's grab another couple of calls here. Uh, Marcus uh, on line three we're going to go to next here. Marcus and Kenmore, go ahead. You're on the postgame show. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, hi, Brian. Yeah, I just hi. I, I wonder as a Sabres fan, and she's a ticket holder, if um, Granado has taken the Buffalo Sabres as far as he could take it. He's more of a developmental coach. Um, but as you said, I guess it's safe to say that that's not going to happen. Now, as far as the home record, I agree with you. One of the reasons the Buffalo Sabres play so poorly at home over the last few years and it cost them a playoff spot last year, because if they would have been good at home, they would have gotten in, is they keep falling behind within a – you know, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe two minutes into the game, one or two goals, and the crowd's taken out of it. You know, only they had 
the one comeback, two goals against Pittsburgh, that's the only time I can remember in a long time where they came back to win a game at home after falling behind. All right, thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it. The the slow starts are just mind-boggling. How can this team is the youngest team in the league? I mean, if there's this is an 82 game marathon. If there's any group of guys though that should kind of be up and ready to go and energized, like it's young guys, right? Like if you're a veteran and you've played in the league forever, and you're like, oh, you know, the grind of the season, all this. Like you could say, well, it's only natural maybe to have these lulls. Or if you're good and you know, you've won, you had these winning streaks and you come out flat one day here, you're like, well, okay, you know, you can see. This team is starving to be good. This franchise has the longest streak in the NHL for missing the playoffs. Like, there's no excuse. A lot of these guys, and, you know, Don Cardano's right in, in this sense. You've got some of these young guys that are having opportunities now to get ice time because of some of the injuries here. And, you know, some have taken advantage of it and some have definitely not. Interesting. Yuri Kulik got one game, sent back down. He scores twice tonight. Like, it's just weird how all that happens here. You know, I'd like to see maybe he'll get another chance. But, yeah, the slow starts are just, I mean, this team wants to play the up-tempo. They're up the run and gun. And teams know, hey, if we get a lead on them, we can frustrate them. We can take away passing lanes. We can make it messy. We can make it sloppy. We can frustrate them. They're so easy to frustrate with the lead. I mean, it's so cliche to say get off to a fast start in all, all sports, of course. But... For the Sabres and the game they want to play, it seems like even more so important. I want to add this, by the way. Paul Hamilton just um, texted me and said, look, you know, he spoke with Dylan Cousins again after the interview. He said, look, I, he, even, he even told Paul it's okay to quote, saying it starts with him. He needs to be better. And that, you know, Paul saying Cousins. He said nothing that he said there before that he wants to take back. Paul kind of just, Saw him on the on the way out there, and just wanted to make sure. Hey, you know, which which I respect Paul for. Look at you know, it's animated there in the locker room. Sometimes maybe you say something you don't want to say. Paul kind of gave Cousins, hey, you know, just everything okay there. What you said, kind of thing. And Cousins basically said, yes. Quote me. It starts with me. I need to be better. So there you go. That's from Cousins. I I have no question that Dylan Cousins wants everything in his power for this organization to be great and win. He has been at the near the top of the list of disappointing players here for sure. So I, I'm sure he feels it for sure. You know, he's a guy that I would consider to be, you know, when Kyle Oposo's time is done as captain, I know it's maybe trending towards Rasmus Dahlin, but I would have always said Dylan Cousins would make a great captain for this team. Uh, offensively, though, I mean, from what his extension was, and he's getting $7 million a year now from the Sabres for the next seven years, he's got to bring more offense for sure. He's definitely has to. He had, you know, the injury there. He's wearing the mask for the two weeks. That didn't go well. I mean, okay, let's see what Dylan Cousins does tomorrow night. I think we're going to get the best from him. 803-0550 is the number. Uh, Mark in Amherst is with us next here on the post-game show. Hi, Mark. Go ahead. How you doing, Brian? Uh, okay. Yes. I called you about a week ago, and above and beyond all the problems that the team has right now, I said they need a fourth-line Marcus Foligno, Hathaway-type, Wilson for Washington. This team is soft. Granado wanted Greenway brought in here, 6'5". 
he he plays so soft it's it's terrible. I believe there needs to be a coaching change here. Uh, Matt Ellis, a career fourth line hockey player, he played two to four minutes a night. All of a sudden, he's an assistant coach. I consider myself a diehard. I don't even know the second uh, assistant coach's name. We had Mike Pekka and Mike Weber down in Rochester. They developed these guys. These guys should have been promoted and been behind the bench, and Weber could at least be coaching these defensemen, Power, Samuelson. He might even be getting more out of Clifton. This is a disaster going on. I understand what you're saying about the contract extension, but Terry Pagula always said if he needs more money, he'll drill another well. I agree with the caller like three callers ago. You need to make a coaching change before the season gets way out of hand. I agree with Paul. When Paul talks hockey, I agree. This this isn't going to get any better. You're going to see rock bottom. Those next three games that you you're counting on wins, I, I this team is lifeless right now. It's 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 painful to watch as as a diehard fan. And uh, I like to hear your comments. Okay, thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call, and I, I uh, appreciate your your passion because you know I'm feeling it when I'm watching these games. I'm I'm you know exchanging messages with friends and family while I'm watching these games and coworkers. Paul and I are constantly in communication. You know when he's at the road games or when we're together in the press box for the home games, and uh, you know like we've got the sense. I mean, you know it's easy too on Twitter. People are communicating nonstop of how they're feeling, and you know you don't want to overreact sometimes to every single person in terms of their passion, but for it. But I you know I sense where you're at for sure. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong, Mark, that changing coaches or anything is the wrong idea. I'm, I'm just telling you that I think with the facts that are there, it's it's not in the discussion because of just the fact. I mean, he just got an extension. They just gave it to him this offseason. Like, I just, it's not going to happen. Especially, you know, Kevin Adams is in, in charge of that decision. Now, if somehow Terry Pagula wants to get out in front, he can do whatever he wants. You know, just like we've been talking all week, do the Bills have the right coach? Like, Sean McDermott looks like, you know, Vince Lombardi here compared to probably what Terry Pagula has been looking at with all these Sabre coaches during his time, whether it's been Dan Bilesma or a Phil Housley or, you know, now obviously Ralph Kruger <laughs> and then now on to Don Granado. And I don't want to give up on Don Granado. I like Don Granado. I think he's, I think he's got a good hockey mind. I think he's a smart p- coach. I will say uh, working with young players seems to be his strength. He's gotten guys to raise the level of their game. But in terms of that grind, tenacity, get this team ready to go kind of mentality, overcome adversity, some of the you know some of the intangibles that you'd label into a coach within games, it seems like it's been extremely, well, it shouldn't seem like, it is. It has been inconsistent. And that's definitely been a downfall for him. Uh, and I... You know, I understand why fans might think that changing would be the answer. I just, you know, I because of the facts laid out, I just don't think it's in the discussion at the moment. Thank you for the call, Mark. I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, we will get to Joe next, but we want to get another locker room interview in. So, Joe, you stick there. You'll be first here in just a few moments. Let's go back now to Raleigh and hear Paul's conversation with goaltender Eric Comrie. Eric, for 15 minutes, the team played well. It was a you know, pretty low chance game, and then all of a sudden they get a couple of goals, and it just seemed like everything turned around. What What do you feel happened? I don't know. I think they just they played hard, and uh, just uh, it's unfortunate. I don't think 
I was good enough tonight for the team. Uh, I felt bad about that. My performance didn't feel like I gave the team enough chance to win and play myself there. The first goal in particular, bothersome to you because it kind of sets the tone and gets Carolina really rolling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter what time it goes in. You just want to stop every single shot you get face against you. And it's just unfortunate, uh, just an unfortunate event there, and we couldn't get back from it. You guys have had several of these games this year where things just go south in a big way. How much soul searching has to be done in this locker room from everybody, goalies, forwards, defense, coaches, everybody? Um, I, th- I think we're close. I think we're right there. It just it's unfortunate. I think uh, like tonight a couple saves here or there, and like it's a different game. Uh, so I'll take I'll take blame for that. Uh, but I'll be hard on myself there. It's it's unfortunate, but uh, I mean, it's just we I, I think we're right there. We're playing hard. We're giving it all we got. I mean, it's just unfortunate, and uh, I feel yeah. I don't know what to say there. You know, when, th- when things went bad in St. Louis, you guys bounced right back the next shift and you have the goal. There didn't seem to be the pushback tonight especially. I mean, is that one of the biggest frustration points out of this game? Um, I, I, I think we tried to push back. They're, they're a really good team over there. They battle really hard. They, they play. That's the kind of game they play. They get, when they get rolling, I think they were angry. And uh, I, I think we tried to match. I think we started off really hot, like you, you talked about. And, just it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's filed on us. We couldn't get get it back on the right foot. How much do you guys need to get angry? Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's a point of playing angry, and there's a point of still going out there and and having fun and enjoying it. I think you still have to do both because I think we're a highly skilled team, and if we get too angry, I think we might not play to our strength and be the best we can be. And I think we're just, we're right there. I think like like again tonight, I, I'm gonna put blame on myself. One save here or there, and we can be right back in it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be hard on myself there, and I'll I'll take full responsibility. Thanks, sir. Thank Eric Comrie on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul. Thank you very much, Eric Comrie. There as we finish up the reaction from the room. Sabers fall six to two to Carolina. Second consecutive game they've given up six. They gave up six to the Blues on Thursday in that six four loss. Right back at it tomorrow against Nashville. Again, don't forget to tune in tomorrow for pregame six o'clock. We'll have a special roundtable here. Uh, We just kind of thought maybe with the state of the team, we're just past the quarterway mark of the season. We thought that uh, fans would want to hear a little bit more critical breakdown of the entire team, the organization, the coaches, the forwards, the D, the goalies, all that sort of stuff, the current situation. So hope you can tune in tomorrow, 6 to 7, for our pregame roundtable before the game with Nashville. Uh, Let's grab another call. Let's go to Joe and Chictawaga next here. Hi, Joe. Go ahead. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hi. How are you doing? Um, Good. You know what the answer is? Ted Nolan. I know this isn't a joke either. That guy gets people to play. You know, these guys have no spine. You know, Ted Nolan, he knows how to coach and get people to play, right? And I know it's been a while. I haven't watched hockey in 10 years since they ditched Ted Nolan. Why not bring him back? He gets All right, Joe, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I understand why there's sentiment from Sabres fans that they love Ted Nolan. And remember, of course, the late 90s, part of the hardest or the mid 90s, they're the hardest working team in hockey. They brought him back for the tank year. Um, I, listen, I, I don't I don't want to trash Ted Nolan. I just don't think he's the look at would he get him to play hard? He might. Um, but he really hasn't gotten much more of a chances anywhere else. So I, to think that maybe he's going to be the savior, I think. You know, you might just be more nostalgic than anything at that point. But, uh, hey, I mean, the biggest issue right now with this team is they're not coming ready to play. So I guess we shouldn't shut the door on anybody. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 
Our Surf Pro first response from the fans. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. We'll take a break. More of our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. We'll read some tweets when we get back. Update you on the standings. Sabres pick up no points tonight. 6-2. to two, Carolina wins it. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And they're going to go. Sticks are down. Gloves are down. And fans are on their feet. Finally. Here we go. They engage. Drury. Clifton. First of all, with right hands, Drury. Throws one of his own. Uppercuts by Clifton. One, two, three. And the linesmen say we're stepping in there, boys. All right. A little fight from the Sabres at the end there. It's our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision. We're there when you need a repair. Brian Colziel with you back here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 6-2 the final. Hey, you know what? I, I, shout, look at, uh, shout out to Dylan Cousins a little here. I, he's, I, I've, I want twofold here. Let me, let me preface this. You know, I mentioned here, not only does Cousins interview, he was straightforward and everything, but Cousins made it known to Paul afterwards, after Paul saw him afterwards in the hallway on the, on the way out. He said, Paul kind of just went over to him and just said, hey, just, you know, everything good from that interview. You, do you want to, because <laughs> he obviously said some, some harsh things. Um, just, hey, you know, anything you want to retract there? Like, hey, I know you were caught up in the moment. Like, which honestly, professionalism on Paul there to kind of go over and just make sure, like, is there anything there you want to retract kind of thing? And not only did Dylan say no, but he said, you know what? I want you to quote me to say that it starts with me. I need to be better. 
Like, good for him. You know, he has definitely been a disappointment offensively for sure. And he had the the injury and and the the face mask and the shield that was bothering him, and uh, that's off now. And I, I'm I'm rooting for for Dylan Cousins to do well. I I've liked him from the start. I think probably many of you listening have liked him from the start. Um, he's definitely on the list of offensive disappointments for sure. And obviously Cousins would be the first to admit it. But that's a player that you can get behind and root for. And I, I wouldn't say that about all these players on this team, nor have I had over a lot of these players over this drought for the past 12 seasons. But that's a guy that you want to root for. So, you know, for Cousins' sake, for doing that, I mean, that doesn't happen quite often. You know, just um, just for your perspective, I know many of you are obviously listening are not, um, you know, reporters. Maybe the scene after the game, like a lot of times after a game like this, guys don't want to talk to the media at all. Guys will duck out. They'll go out the back door and not come out into the locker room area because they don't even want to talk to the media. They don't want to take ownership of what's happened. And I will say this, you know, not to go down memory lane to have a starving for those great teams and those great teams with great leaders. But when I was first, before I took over this hosting job 16 seasons ago, yes, it's been a while. Uh, you know, I was in my young 20s down in the locker room with Paul and learning from Paul kind of in a mentorship role of, hey, this, you know, in doing interviews. And then eventually during the those two r- runs to the Stanley or to the uh, to the conference finals, I was in the visitor locker room. And but Paul was always good about, you know, just kind of getting me down there in terms of doing the interviews. Here's how you do them. Here's how you say it. But one thing Paul always said to me, he goes, I, he goes, I always want you to take note when you're in the room of who comes out to speak to the media after losses or after bad games. If just something bad happens, he goes, take note of that. He goes, those are the players that you should respect. Those are the players that you know are the true leaders on the team. He goes, the guys that duck out the back door, the guys that maybe made a mistake or had a bad game and they don't want to come out and talk about it at all. He said, he goes, may just make sure you make note of that. And, you know, it was definitely uh, for me, eye opening to see that. And, you know, for Paul and me to tell that I've kind of definitely followed that. Now I have been in a different role, obviously for the last 16 seasons as the host, so I'm not in the locker room after games, but Paul and I still chat about it, and I just remember from those first years coming out of the lockout when I would be down in the room with Paul before I was this before I was hosting in this role. You know who was out there every single time something bad went wrong? It was Chris Drury and it was Danny Briere. You know those captains for as as much as we knew those teams were great and skilled and talented, um, they had great leadership. They really do. And th- this is not a shot at any of the captains going forward, but we didn't have that all the way through. Now, Kyle Oposo, I will say this, is a very good leader. Unfortunately, he's at the end of his career, and you know, in terms of his productivity on the ice, there's a debate right now of whether or not whether he should even be getting ice time. I understand that. But in terms of being stand-up and being a leader and being a guy to root for, you should root for Kyle Oposo. And even if he only plays six minutes a night, you should root for those six minutes to go well because he's a good guy and a good leader, and he's a guy I think you'd want to root for. There are other captains that we've had here that, and other leaders and other, quote, good players that have not. And, you know, Cousins tonight, what he did and what he said, and even his follow-up to Paul here now that we'll talk about more on the pregame tomorrow, like, that puts me in a good frame of mind to say, look, all right, you know, we spend all these hours 
rooting for teams and being passionate about them and you know, taking even the stress that goes with them. Sports is supposed to be there for our fun and our entertainment, but we know they're stressful. My goodness, being a Buffalo sports fan here over the this season here with the Sabres for the last 12 years and the Bills this year, like we know sometimes it can be gut-wrenching with how much you time and money and energy you invest into it. And if there's times where you want to say, oh, I just, you know, I, why am I doing this? And then I'll listen to Dylan Cousins and I'll say, you know what? I'm excited to watch him play tomorrow. So that puts me in a good frame of mind on a disastrous night like that. And I know that uh, probably there's a lot of people listening right now that say, Brian, why are you saying anything positive right now? They just got blasted. That's probably fair. But I, I will be rooting tomorrow night for I will be I'll be excited to watch Dylan Cousins tomorrow night. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm hope he can his energy and what he says can be contagious in the room because th- that's you know that's kind of the athletes that I want to I want to root for for sure. Six to the final. Uh, let's check the scores now from around the league. It's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh man, now I want some ribs. Okay, let's get to the games that are going on right now. They're all out on the West Coast. No surprise. Second period in Arizona. The Coyotes have a 3-0 lead on the Blues. 7.25 to go in the first period in Anaheim. Colorado has a 2-0 lead on the Ducks. Vancouver up by that same 2-0 score in Calgary. And in the first period, Vegas has a goal. They lead the Caps 1-0 with 7 to go in period number one. All right, all the rest of the games are final. Stars beat the Lightning 8-1. Jason Robertson, a pair of goals in that win. The Jets beat the Blackhawks 3-1. Nashville, who will be here tomorrow night, had a 2-0 lead after one. They lose to the Rangers by a score of 4-3. Ryan O'Reilly scored his 11th for Nashville. He'll be in the building tomorrow. In Sunrise, the Panthers outshoot the Islanders 45-27, but New York wins 4-3. Reinhardt has been on fire. He scored again tonight. He's up to 16 on the season. Yes, the former Sabre, Sam Reinhardt. Overtime win for the Red Wings. They beat the Canadians 5-4. Ottawa gets a shutout of the Kraken 2-0. Final in a shootout, the Flyers beat the Penguins 4-3. And a final in overtime, the Bruins beat the Maple Leafs by a score of 4-3. Okay, there are your scores, which means now we can update the NHL standings. And our look at the NHL standings are brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars Stand Tall with Native Pride. Well, the Sabres now have fallen behind Montreal. Only better than Ottawa and the Atlantic. The Sabres are in seventh out of eight with this regulation loss tonight. They are 10-12-2. Montreal got the OT loss, so they picked up the loser point to go to 10-11-3, one point better than Buffalo. The Bruins are in first with 35, followed by Florida with 30. Detroit, who will be here Tuesday, and we're hearing that maybe Patrick Kane's Red Wings debut. Another interesting storyline. They're in third with 29, Toronto 28, Tampa Bay 25, Montreal 23, and then there's the Sabres with 22, Ottawa with 18. All right, there's your look at the standings. Injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, Jordan Greenway did not return to the game. He had an upper body injury. We'll see if there's an update tomorrow from Don Granado. Also, Alex Tuck, of course, hurt his hand and uh, came right off the ice. So we'll see tomorrow if there's any update on Tuck or Greenway as the Sabres get set to take on the Nashville Predators. Don't forget tomorrow, special pregame. We'll have a roundtable, discuss the state of the Sabres here as we are through about a quarter of the season. We know, obviously, it's been 
underwhelming in terms of their results in the standings. Uh, we'll be with us here. At, or I'll be with you tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m., live at KeyBank Center in the press box. Hope you can be with us then. And then we'll get you ready for puck drop with the Savers and the Predators at 7. And that'll put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show for tonight. want to thank everybody for calling and tweeting and listening. Thanks so much. Uh, we will hope to uh, have a better game to talk about tomorrow. want to thank our crew, Evan DePasquale, our network producer. Thank you, Evan. Great job tonight. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Tom, as always, thank you. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. And for Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final from Raleigh. It was Carolina 6, Buffalo 2. Talk to you tomorrow night from downtown Buffalo, Sabres and Predators, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.